Hey guys, uh, before we start this episode, I just want to quickly say, um, we ran into some syncing issues with the audio, and David's audio decided not to save properly, so we had to cut out all the silent spots from where David was talking. Um, so the middle section of this podcast jumps around a lot, and we do apologize for that. But as I was editing, I decided to leave in all the spots where we yell at David for nonsense, uh, because I thought it was funny. Um, so again, apologize, the middle is very choppy and jumpy, but the beginning and end are perfect and fine for audio. Uh, so anyways, enjoy this episode of the Born and Game podcast. I think that was a success. I think... Oh wait, no, I gotta start, I gotta start off how we always do. So, uh, so we all recording? Yeah. We all get it? We're all recording? Ryan. I think so. Ryan. (laughs) Listen, if, listen, you you had the Americans last week. We messed around week. for 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I know. This is my pick. This is now the recording point. You had the Americans last week. I got the Canadians back, bitch. You did? You did. Canadians? Because all I hear right now is one Canadian, my fine friend. I mean, okay. Fair enough. Okay. And now yeah. you're bringing up my home state. Is this an assault on my own manlyhood, Ryan? Wait, what, what home state? I said fair enough. You said okay. Okay, what? as in Oklahoma. Oklahoma is wow. the north of Texas. <laughs> Texas is the state where RT is located. RT How also stands for retweet. Retweet is blue because it's the shape of redoing something. <laughs> redoing it twice is quadrupling the same thing four times. Four times four is sixteen. Sixteen is looks like a one and then a G if you put it next to each other. IG is Instagram. Instagram is cameras. Cameras. Pictures. There is no such thing as a picture that is not a camera within a video that is a frame of a picture of music. And why are we here today? Because Ryan is Illuminati confirmed. All right, welcome everyone to the Born and Gamed <laughs> podcast. Uh, episode episode four, I think. I got fucked up last week because David didn't send me his goddamn audio for the week before, so I have no idea what actual episode this is. I think it's four. Yes, I think. Did he ever send you the audio? No, he didn't <laughs> even respond back to me about it. So I'm like, fuck him. Fuck wow. You. <laughs> is that why he's off the podcast, Ryan? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I uh, I kicked him off. You did? So, uh, hi everyone. Hello. Uh, welcome to episode four of Born and Gamed. Yes. Um, I, my, myself, I am Ryan. Uh, I got Gordon. Howdy. With me. And uh, we got a very special guest with us. It's, uh, it feels almost like a core cast reunion. It does. Except 80,000 times better, because we're a better podcast. Shout out. Uh, it's, uh, it's, you ready this time, Gordon? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> we got Mr. Jordan. That was that was great. That was great. Hi there, guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Jordan. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Oh I mean, we were we were afraid you weren't going to make it because we thought you were going to eat. So. Uh, well, I was about to, but then I changed my mind. 
Should we just not explain that this entire time? Just <laughs> oh nope. Uh, nope. no, absolutely not. No, we're just gonna we're just gonna let it be. And uh, let it yeah, be. Let it be. I felt I felt super professional, like not talking until I was introduced. Like that's a real podcast thing to do. I I, I saw what you were doing. Yeah, because we, we we have for those of you who are listening, the whole like us. Um, <laughs> we we have we record ourselves with videos, but we don't actually put out the videos. And uh, as we were doing that stupid little intro thing, I mean, totally wow. awesome, very funny intro thing, Gordon. Um, I was gonna I was gonna try to say something to Jordan, but I realized what he was doing, and I tried. I, I it took everything I had not to not to say something. I, I was gonna like try and write down like introduce me question mark but then like it would have you would have heard my pen scratching and then it would just been me holding up paper to the screen (laughs) like i hope they catch on i believe will did that last week too when we were doing the little (laughs) intro thing before we introduced him he just stayed quiet yeah Yeah, well i mean we didn't really go over it at all there was like we planned a lot of things but not like actually how we were gonna get started listen did we plan a lot of things i feel like this podcast is no planning i mean we planned that we were gonna mention that i was about to eat that's pretty much yeah, yeah, that's that, we pretty much we came to that decision before uh, before we hit record. It's just yeah. we, we were we figured we we all we all just ate, so nobody was about to eat exactly. <laughs> so we figured it was safe to record. Yeah. Yes. Oh jeez. <laughs> Obviously, you figured wrong. <laughs> so uh, so welcome everyone to uh, to Born and Gamed again. Again. Oh, that's uh, what this is. That is what this is. Got it. Uh, the podcast all relatively uh, about games and Canada. Is, is that the like the the byline right there? The podcast mm, are uh, about games. No, relatively about relatively. Games. I didn't say about games. Wibbly wobbly about, about games. Doctor Who. Yeah, we uh, we got the Canadians back this week. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. Well, we got the Canadian majority back this Wait, week. Wait, so last week it wasn't. Uh, no. Yeah, Gordon. Gordon brought on his friend. Uh, his friend Will. William Shatner uh, was on the episode. William Shatner. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, they're both. I, I was. I was uh, overwhelmed last week by American. <laughs> by freedom. <laughs> How's your health care? It's amazing. Oh, we have okay. chemicals that carry us around to the hospital <laughs> instead of Ambuli. Yes. <laughs> See, was I, I didn't. I didn't want to like point out that I hadn't listened to any of the episodes because I only listen to podcasts on iTunes and <laughs> I haven't gotten up on there yet. But yeah, I was not aware of any of the other episodes. I want you to know my cursor is uh, slowly hovering over the drop Jordan uh, button. <laughs> I mean, if you did drop me, I wouldn't know that I was dropped until you uploaded it to iTunes. So could be a while. Listen, we're I'm working on it. Uh, for some reason, iTunes is being a little bitch. I mean, awesome sponsor. Imagine if someone was sponsored by iTunes. iTunes. Like that would be the most like oh gosh. We we would have made it by then. Like that that's how you know you've made it is when <laughs> iTunes so sponsors you. No, like that would that would be like anti competition or something. Like if <laughs> iTunes pretty much runs podcasts. Oh. sponsored a podcast it's like well, too much power they'd like download it to every iphone automatically without choice it'd, it'd be, be like, like that it'd be like that youtube exactly album that but with it's just on there and nobody knows how to get it off <laughs> just just suddenly they'd open their phone one day and there'd just be hot dogs all over the place <laughs> once again making a reference i don't actually know because i haven't listened to the other episodes yet 
It's okay. The fact that you made the reference is enough. Oh, <laughs> I'm happy to be here when I can. So, what do you guys oh, talk man. to on this? Talk about on this podcast? Talk to Jordan. Uh, we talk, talk to. about games. We we talk about games and guys. more games and and guys. sweet games and stuff. Yes. Perfect. And I actually have a couple that I want to talk. Thank about. goodness. I was worried. <laughs> that that sounds getting a little too long. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, our podcast is all about awkward silences, okay? Yes, it sadly is. I wish I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, but I actually do have a couple of uh, a couple games I want to talk about this week. Oh, I do too. Actually, um, I don't know. I don't know about if if you guys do. I don't play video games. Oh yeah, playing that's, games that's, with that's my heart, true. Jordan. Don't you guys know that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, is I the guess... first game you want to talk about like the the Super Bowl because that's a pretty big game? Oh man! Uh, oh man! It sports. is uh, actually it is uh, seventeen to fourteen right now for uh, the Seahawks. Oh, shout out! There you go. I'm glad that people are getting this timely update of the live score of the game, like, yes. a week after it's happened. Two listen, weeks. it's it's all relevant. When people listen to this, they're going to be like, oh, they were watching the Super Bowl during that. I was watching it. Is it all relevant, like, during... or is it all relative? Yeah, I don't think well, so. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay. Point is, they will listen to it and be like, oh, they're talking about the Super Bowl. I was watching the Super Bowl. I can relate to those guys. <laughs> I'm glad we could be so relatable on this podcast. They That's talked about this. the Super Bowl. I watched I... the Super Bowl. I eat cereal out of a bowl. This is all connected. So, so just really quickly about the Super Bowl. Uh, my dad uh, this morning sent me a text that uh, that said, uh, "Hey Ryan, have a super oh. day." And then dad in brackets jokes. said, "You see what I did there?" Um. He had to include that. He did. Uh, so I, 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 all I pictured was was when he sent me that text. Him immediately like going onto YouTube and finding that uh, CSI video <laughs> of the sunglasses and the yeah. <laughs> so Jordan, do you have anything to tell Ryan about you being his father? The, the dad jokes are strong. Let's just leave it <laughs> oh, at <God>. that. <laughs> I'm proud. Hi, <laughs> proud. Uh, so you said you want to talk about games, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll bring up I'll bring up my first game. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say spoilers on it because it's uh, still pretty fucking new. How do you guys work with that? Like on this podcast? Um, w- what with spoilers? Yes. Well, I I generally I I tend to keep it the same as everything else, which is two weeks. But with the game I'm about to talk about, it's I would be pissed off. If it was longer than two weeks and still had spoilers on it, so I'm not going to say spoilers. So it's all it's all relational, right? Yeah. <laughs> and plus, it's all reactive. Plus, plus, Jordan, I'm going to be honest. You're here, and I know this is one of the games you want to play. It's all retconned. So I also don't want to give spoilers because of that. It's all rectum. Fair enough. Hector's rectum um, is real. But no, so I, I actually I actually bought it this morning. Mm. Uh, being Sunday, uh, February first. Way to date the podcast, Ryan. Damn right. Uh, I edited. it. Not that we didn't just talk about the I Super Bowl want. happening right yes. now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I actually bought it this morning, and I, I I've beaten it. Well, beaten uh, episode one, and it is Borderland Tales from the Borderlands. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. 
Really we, fucking good. Didn't we talk about this last week, Ryan? No, 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 no. Yeah, but I was not here last week. Or didn't and we discuss Telltale in it's Borderlands? Entire... We, we, is my we, game. we talked Walking Dead last week. Walking Dead, yes. Or last podcast or whatever. Last bi week. Um, no, I, I bought uh, I bought Tales from the Borderlands uh, this morning. Uh, it's only only episode one is out. There's five episodes. Mm-hmm. Really goddamn good. Five. five, five. Really, really goddamn good. Yeah. Um, I it's 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 short. It's about two hours if you just sit down and play it. Uh, but it's definitely got that telltale feel to it where you panic on your decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I find with video games, a lot of times when people, like, give estimated play times, mine are a lot longer, because I take forever to do things. But I feel in a Telltale game, that wouldn't be the case, because it all, like, it's all, like, a story, so you have set well, times to make decisions. Yeah, yeah, there, there's, there's, that. I love that, I we were talking about this uh, last week as well, I love that fact with Telltale, how they have that timer to make the decision, because that immediately makes you go with your first reaction. Yeah. It doesn't give you time to think about, like, oh, what would happen if I chose this, then that route would... Ha-. No, you you look at it, and you go with your first decision. And yeah. that's what I love about it, because it's all, it's all about what you would actually pick, and not just, like, I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to think about how the story is going to happen kind of thing. You know, they uh, have that game out on... Just... Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 24 to 14. We're wildly <laughs> professional, apparently, still. The, uh, they, they released that game on both, like, PC, whatever they released it on, but they also released it on iOS and Android. Yeah. So I'm debating whether I want to buy it on PC or on iOS just because I feel like I'd play it a lot more if it was on my phone because I'm on my phone all the time like an idiot. <laughs> instead of on my computer but then i've also been playing more pc games over the past three days so now i'm not sure i'm not sure which is the better experience no it's i mean i uh, i'm not a fan of uh phone games like ios games and i get that this is a full release uh put onto a yeah. phone it's just i don't i don't like that feel of having like a small screen uh i i prefer ha- like i bought it on pc like on my laptop um, and I prefer having, like, the bigger screen and having, like, a, a keyboard and mouse, because, I don't know, I just, it feels better to me. Yeah, because, like, the, the thing I was looking at, I went to a video comparison of, like, the opening and the beginning of the game on PC and on the, like, phone platform, and they're almost identical. The graphics are, like, a little bit better, but the Telltale games, it's never really been about the graphics anyway, and then... No, it's it has, well. I mean, the graphics are are, are cool. Yeah, like, there's no they're, other they're real fine, games out there but, like that. But but it's never really been like it's not oh like next goodness. level. Yeah, it's never it's not ever been next level stuff. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then like at the same time, my phone has a massive ass screen, 1080p, on like a screen like as big as this. So like, I feel like it would be a pretty close experience either way. <laughs> you hear that audio, this. guys? As big as this, this. <laughs> this. Just imagine it. Well, I mean, no, but, like, see, real talk, I have, a like, a 6+, plus, so, like, I have a giant screen already, so I'm trying <coughs> to decide whether I want to, like, go mobile and maybe play it more often and play it regularly versus sit down at a computer and <laughs> yeah, struggle yeah, yeah, no, between I, the I get two. That. I get that. But, but, um, but I do want to definitely check it out. It's on my, like, I really want to play game. No, it's, it's, it's good. It's got that, it's got that super, like, heavy, uh, not, like, heavy, like, Walking Dead heavy. 
Because uh, nothing will ever be that heavy in a video game. No. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but it's got this, like, super, like, heavy, heavy story-driven, obviously, because it's Telltale. But with the writing of Borderlands... So there were parts of it where I was crying from laughing. Because it, like, it's it has the Borderlands comedy to it. Like, it, it's got that, like... Just that... that you, for those of you who have played Borderlands, it's got that, like, style to it. Like, the they're not afraid to make fun of themselves kind of thing. Like, like they just go over the top with everything. Do you know if the writers of the Borderlands games worked on this as well, or was it all Telltale? Um, I, th- I know... <sighs> One sec. I, we can find yeah, this I'm, out. I'm, I don't know if it was um, people from Borderlands. I know, I know, obviously, the animation team from Borderlands worked on it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Tales who... from the Borderlands. Uh, the writers were some guy named Pierre Chorette and Adam Hines. Mm, if that if that says yeah, anything. that's not the guy. Because the funny story, the guy who wrote Borderlands, the Borderlands games, or at least was brought in, I think, in Borderlands Two, like just Borderlands Two, was is also the brother of Hey Ash, what you plan? Like the person who made that, Ashley, oh, yeah, yeah. who I is now also the voice of Tiny Tina. So they're all linked in this weird way. Yeah. Because I used to watch that series before I watched, like, I knew about Borderlands, and then I kind of lost it, and I played Borderlands 2, and then I figured out that they're the same person. It was, like, super weird. And they they have, like, everybody in this game, too, for voice actors. Uh, like, Troy Baker's in it, who did um, Last of Us and uh, Bioshock Infinite. You know, uh, people have been Chris talking Hardwork about is in, Troy is Baker it. a lot, and I just keep yeah. thinking Troy Bolton from <laughs> High School Musical. Sorry, sorry, I had to let But, like, get Troy that Baker, out. Chris Hardware, Hard, wow, Hardware, Hard, wow, <laughs> Hardware, Hardwick is in it, uh, Laura Bailey's in it, who's an uh, anime voice actor, uh, <laughs> I can't hear what you're saying, you got Ryan. Patrick Warburton, who's, like, one of the greatest goddamn Still voice actors Ryan's of all saying. time. <laughs> oh, God... <laughs> Oh, there's a problem with this call. Hello? Hi? Hi? Wow, you sound... (laughs) David freaking joined. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) This is the third fucking podcast in a row. We were having a good discussion, too. It felt super professional. Darn it. Is everyone still recording, though? Like, that doesn't mean anything, right? Oh, yeah. No, we're uh, we're just kind of... Technical... Technical error. But yeah, no, everybody, everybody is in this game. Yeah. Keith David? It's crazy. Is Keith David um, in this? Um, yes. Di- are, I'm just going to say yes. Keith, Keith David, David has to be in everything. Yes. No, Keith David is not in this. Tales from the Borderland, fucking awesome though. Like, it's got, it's got like everybody in it. Yeah. Fucking Nolan North is in it. Like, <laughs> the thing I like about the Tales from the Borderlands as opposed to Borderlands the pre-sequel is that it's actually continuing the storyline instead of like going back and like it, yeah I mean I mean tales from the borderlands not tales from the borderland um pre sequel fucking the pre sequel yeah have you you've played it right Jordan like, I've you've played seen... like the first hour and a see half. I've I've beaten it mm-hmm. so so yeah the uh, the pre sequel as you said like it takes it doesn't it take place uh, before. Number one? Yeah, they actually had to release a video of Handsome Jack, like, explaining the timeline of these games. Because <laughs> they, they, they do that, um, when I went to buy uh, 
Tales from the Borderland, uh, one of the loading screens is a timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like the, so, they, they except they don't well. have the pre sequel on it. So it's yeah. got Borderlands, Borderlands Two, and then like after Borderlands Two, they have the pre- uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, but they 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 so. like explained it really well in the title pre sequel because if you think about it, it's between Borderlands One and Borderlands Two, kind of like Lion King One and a Half, but yeah. like it's. <laughs> like titling it pre sequel is actually what it is. It's a prequel to the sequel. So like it leads into stuff it explains stuff that happens going into Borderlands 2. Yeah. So they did a good job of titling it at least, but I loved how they had to release a video because people were so dumb they didn't get where the timeline was. <laughs> did um You should link dump do you guys have a link dump? No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> just um, just type something into it. <sighs> Why? <Wow>. Why? <laughs> Mr. I am, why are you here? David gets kicked from call. <laughs> um Jordan, did you yeah. did you watch the, the, the gearbox um Oh boy panel? That was no. something. No 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 no. Yeah. What do you, wait, what do you mean that was something? I watched parts like a part of it and it was Did not you okay. did you see the borderlands part of it nope i missed that part okay then we'll get to the second part after because that was a part (laughs) yeah no Um, no it was so that that panel was mm, that was a mess yeah that was a mess it was were Um, were you watching when the they give gave away like the the stuff oh yeah (laughs) they had a huge ad for nvidia and like an nvidia rep came up and then, like, they were talking about how they're not sexist, and they called on a black guy, and... Ryan. Anyways, I was just gonna say, yes. um, I, the Borderlands part, anyways, uh, people had, like, a fucking fit when they didn't announce uh, oh, Borderlands they got 3, eh? They, okay. they were, what was it, the, the Moxie, uh, not Moxie, uh... Uh, Hammerlock's uh, sister. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they announced. Uh, the Baroness I wasn't really That's paying attention. Was. The only thing I heard was them saying, like, though I saw their Borderlands panel, like their specific panel later on, just part of it where they announced that they weren't working on Borderlands three, but they wanted to start working on it and yeah, needed well, to hire more people to get working on it. Yeah, but they, so so they so they announced because uh, again in that same like Borderlands specific panel they were like. Uh, I know a fan asked a question like, "What's going to happen with Borderlands 3? And and what's the director was like, "I can't tell you. Come to the next panel," kind of thing. And everybody yeah. thought that was going to be the announcement for Borderlands 3, but it ends up it's just uh, an announcement for the Baroness. Uh, I, I should know his character. name, but he did not. He doesn't do a great job well, at public speaking about no, stuff. No, 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 no. But but it's cool because there's a new playable character. Randy Pitchford got it. Yes, that's it. Nailed it. But there's a new character for the for the pre season. Did uh, you see? Bar- oh my gosh! Did you see Randy da- Pitchford's magic trick? Uh, maybe. But David, uh, yeah. it's it's a character called the Baroness, who is um, uh, Sir Hammerlock's sister. She's supposed to be this like badass, like in your face, like super powerful character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were not. Borderlands. Borderlands. We we started we started with uh, tales and now we're into uh, the announcements here's, they've made. Here's what I'm finding: like I find that the less I knew about Gearbox, the more I appreciated them. Like as I'm coming into it, I just knew about Borderlands <coughs> the game and was judging the like Gearbox studios and stuff based off of that. Yeah. And as I learned more about the company and like I was always shocked at how negative people were about 
the company and stuff. And now as I'm learning more about it and seeing this stuff and how they're talking with people and how they do business, I'm like, oh, I see why people are a little bit upset. But then at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> but I still really like Borderlands games. And I think they're doing a good job at handling how they're doing Borderlands 3 right now instead of just rushing into it. Well, yeah, I mean... People want Borderlands 3, fucking play Tales in the Borderlands. Oh, I got so angry at pe- people's <laughs> responses when they're like, we're going to take some time and work on it and not just rush out. And people are like, oh, we just want Borderlands 3. Where's Borderlands 3? I'm like, this is why the gaming industry is so broken. Pretty much, yeah. It, it made I mean, me pe- cry. They, 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 want, they want the next one, but I mean, let's let's think about it here. Like, it Borderlands, Borderlands 2. Then they released the pre-sequel, and they're doing DLC for that. On top of doing, again, Tales from the Borderland, which is five different episodes. I mean, if, if like, people they, just They want... have enough on their plate already. Yeah, people without, don't like... <laughs> just want more Borderlands. Let's, I, that's what I was about to say. People don't want more Borderlands, because obviously the pre-sequel came out, and no one was really yeah, excited pre- about it, because it was just more okay. Borderlands. Well, jo- Jordan was just saying that about how they had to release a second video explaining like where in the timeline this all takes place. <laughs> It felt like a, it felt like just a fanfare. Like it felt like they it was, just released it. It was DLC. It, it was just, basically yeah. Borderlands DLC. It felt like they were they released it just to be like, "Hey, look, we can still make it." But at the same time, I mean, there's Overwatch, yeah. which is their new game coming out, which looks fucking awesome. Well, yeah, I was excited from the trailer, but then I figured out what kind of game it was. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that kind of game. It's so it's Borderlands sad. with different characters and different graphics. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say he- Heroes of the Storm is uh, is Blizzard's. Like, at first, I was very, I was very like, ah, oh, this is gonna suck because all they were doing was taking all of their characters, like all of their beloved characters, and putting them into one game. And I was like, okay, this is like the ultimate, just like, hey, look at all the shit we've done. But yeah, but it turns out it's actually a really fucking good published, like a really well polished game. The gameplay is super fun. Uh, it's it's super smooth. Like the leveling system, it is awesome. Like, you know, speaking of super smooth and polished, I got a Wii U for Christmas. Nice. Oh wow, wow, that is wow. not a you nice response, mean, Mr. David. I think Nintendo is putting out some really cool games for it. So, so they did the same thing as Microsoft and Xbox and. And Sony, and you're getting up in their grill about it? <laughs> they improved a console, made it, they've jumped from SD to HD. They, in fact, did more than what Xbox and PlayStation did in their console leaps, and then brought, eventually, because now they're just coming out with them, but brought really solid titles that were enjoyable and fun to play. Like Captain Co- Toad Treasure Tracker. That game's awesome. It's unfair to judge Nintendo on just doing what everyone else is doing when everyone else is just doing what everyone else is doing. Well, to to be fair, uh, Nintendo does tend to, like, hang on to their old characters. Yeah, so should Xbox. They should have made the Xbox One something new and exciting. So should PlayStation. They should have made it something new. So it's the same across the board. Well, the, 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 only, the only difference, uh, the only reason I feel... Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about the Wii to the Wii U. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I. The only reason people give it so much shit, I think, is is because like Xbox One and PS4 and shit like are all about the graphics. I see. I just want. Well, to talk no, about... not necessarily because I mean, S- S- Smash is on uh, the Wii and the Wii U, and Smash is one of the like biggest competitive games ever. 
See, I just want to talk <laughs> about how I got a new Wii U for Christmas. Some of the games I was playing, and then Gordon, David's all like this. jumping off me. Do you like Nintendo, Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> You've been silent for like twenty minutes. My audio is dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm loving it. Like I've been playing McDonald's? some games and really enjoying it. And yes. Smash Bros. Out of <coughs> out of the games that I have for the Wii, Smash Bros. is my least played. Did, did well, yeah, because you know how I game. Do you? Uh, I know you originally bought it for the uh, 3DS. Do you have it for like the Wii U now? Did you buy yeah. the actual? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, is there is there a big difference between the two? I'd say so, especially the difference in 60 I mean, frames per second. I was going to say aside from, yeah, I was going to say aside from screen. like handheld to actual console, but like I mean like. Are, are there, like, different moves or different, like, characters? I don't or... think the moves are different, and I think the roster is the same. Okay. They have made a couple of changes between the two, but, um, like, what? no, no, they have the same characters, I believe, across the board. It's the same roster. I don't think because Because I just, last last night, I just finished, on, um, I, I own uh, Smash on the 3DS, and just last night I finished uh, unlocking every character in it. Maybe they did. I could be wrong. So, you can say things, Gordon. Yeah, G- Gordon, Gordon, uh, tell David. To, David, shut the fuck up. Hold on, David. Mega hold Man's on, on the 3DS. Gordon, Gordon, hold. David, shut Jesus. the fuck up. Gordon, what were you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping me to help you guys. I don't know what's going on. Go on. I should have, David. David, David, all the characters you're naming are on the 3DS as well. <laughs> Nothing anyway. is different. That's. That was the argument well, no we shit. were having. Different game. You just helped Ryan's point there, David. We were talking. God damn it, David. <laughs> no, David. Yeah, they released Smash Brothers on the Wii U, and it's actually just Smash Brothers Brawl. <laughs> <laughs> they like cut out the audio oh, of the guy saying fired. Brawl and just put like Rob. <laughs> They, they they just put like the they like Super Smash Brothers Wii U version. <laughs> it's like it's like Microsoft Sans. Come on, Wii U version. <laughs> oh man, Gordon, were you gonna say something about this? Sir? Oh, I actually was. But I was yes. gonna ask you a few questions, mostly because you all yeah. played it. Besides David, who just well, D- Jordan and I have played it. <laughs> you can ask me about any Wii U title that I own. you're welcome go ahead there's been a couple of things mostly because i was started off with nintendo and then i went over to sony and now to microsoft and now jumping around even more because i really don't know where but mostly because i haven't kept up with nintendo and all this stuff like this and i heard that brawl or yeah brawl had a really really downturn for a while after the gamecube and stuff like this do you think there was really an advancement for the between the version of the Wii and then to the Wii U, or? I think Jordan, I think Jordan and I both have answers. We both just went, yeah, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> what what I've seen across the board, like I've never been a professional smasher or anything like that. I'm a button masher across the board, but <laughs> but what I've heard from people who like do play this professionally is that a lot of things that they introduced in Brawl was to make Smash Brothers more accessible to casual players yeah. and more fun yeah. for a non-hardcore audience. Turns now, out Jordan with, and I had the same answer. <laughs> now with the Wii U version, they've kind of like got the best of both versions because Melee was definitely like hardcore, like Me- Melee was responses. meant for, it was it was 
the way I saw it was was melee came out and it was a very uh, sl- fast paced but slower fast paced game. Yeah, like, but it was had, it was fast. It if took, you compare the gameplay yeah. to yeah, like but, from melee to brawl, the brawl is like a snail sluggish pace compared to. I disagree. Melee, melee melee was way slower. Way slower. Melee melee I found took more skill. The games were drawn out longer. Like oh exactly. But but brawl brawl was fucking fast. It was just like the, whoever could as as Jordan says whoever can mash the buttons faster to to get the combos faster. So brawl has or not brawl the uh, Wii U version or the 3DS version the new one has as Jordan said has brought the best of both worlds where it's like it's it's still fast paced and like it's still accessible to the to the casual gamer like you can still button mash and and be fine but at the same time there's also this there's also this this you asked the question gordon if you didn't want the answer you should have just not asked it i want to know that's why i'm just trying to get you for you the point that's why we're talking yeah yeah so so basically yes the the wii u version is much changed from the wii version of the game it's a lot more balanced in terms of casual versus hardcore and nintendo's really found a good balance between the two uh getting a really good game a lot of people are saying it's the best (laughs) like smash brothers title ever a lot of people disagree with that too but either way, they did a really good job on it. In fact, most of Nintendo's releases on the Wii U now are so polished, it's just amazing to play. Especially considering last year in video games, where there was a lot of bad, unfinished games with glitches and bugs and problems. <laughs> yes, Assassin's Creed. Zombie U. <laughs> Master Chief Collection. Yes. <laughs> just to name a few. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sweet we segue weren't, there, we, weren't, we I... weren't out of topics, though. <laughs> <laughs> there was continue go on we, we clearly know david doesn't want to talk about this <laughs> <laughs> well they sort of have to because they're they're strictly an online only game so if they don't fix their bugs like within the matter of like first finding them people are going to stop playing it you better not be playing league during this goddamn <laughs> podcast david <laughs> he just turned on league <laughs> you remember before when i said my button for hanging up on jordan was hovering <laughs> Uh, slowly moving over to David now. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna say, didn't didn't you have like a game that that got like super bugged and you had to like talk to the developers about getting like a new game? Developers, developers, developers. No, but but di- didn't you didn't you go through that? Um. Uh. Yeah, I got to ninety eight point nine percent of a game, and since the game was that bugged, I had to do the whole hundred percent again. What uh, What game was it? GTA Five, my friends. That was, was it GTA? Okay. Yes. Well, I mean, that makes sense then. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's be honest here. Yeah. And I mean, here's here's a big difference I'm finding between like game developers, developers, as, developers at large developers. and Nintendo cuz like there's there's a lot of differences in mentality. Nintendo definitely comes at it from more of an old school school view, which can often be a bad thing uh, for a lot of ways that they do handle things, but one thing that's a plus is their <coughs> And I don't think many people can argue this. Their games are so polished now. And they're they're coming out at such a high level of polish already that they hardly ever have to release a bug fix or anything because the games themselves are running beautifully and they take the time to make sure when it comes out it's at a releasable state, which a lot of times nowadays with the update systems that we have in place, people just release games and then are going to push fixes later. Whereas Nintendo, like in this one aspect, 
aspect does a really good job at releasing games almost perfect right off the bat. When they do release games, because they don't release games very often, so... Well, they, they also weren't called bugs back then, they were glitches. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing. There, there, there were a lot back then, it's just they were funny, like, things that happened in-game. They weren't, like, game-crashing things. <laughs> Wait, why'd you, why'd you agree with Jordan, but go, Nintendo? Yeah. <laughs> you, you said Nintendo yeah. really weird at first. <laughs> I, think, I think what I'm hearing here, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing here is consoles suck in PC Master Race. Yes. Perfect. PC Master Race! <laughs> Done. <laughs> like, like, I'm finding one thing that this causes to happen. It's like, a, I've gotten burned a couple of times with, like, pre-ordering games and getting excited about them. And then them coming out and just being terrible, buggy, or just not fun. The only company where I'll still get excited about their games beforehand is Nintendo. Ouch, Gordon's holding up Dying Light by Warner Brothers. Um, but, but like, right now they've announced that they're coming out with the new Legend of Zelda, and everything they've showed of it so far makes me just so excited to play beautiful. it. It looks Every other Holy game shit. out there, like, when someone announces it, I just don't get excited about it anymore, because I'm like, this could just be terrible. Especially after Destiny, which burned me so hard. I'm like, okay. I've, I've, I've gone back to Destiny recently. Gordon, we we know you're a fanboy of Destiny. <laughs> so 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 <laughs> Gordon, fun. how's Dying Light? <laughs> oh man. Uh <laughs> what is wrong with Dying there Light, is, Gordon? <laughs> did you guys ever play Dead Island or at least ever heard of I've a seen people oh, play? It. I can go grab Dead Island for man. you if you want. Oh, I, I no. own all of them. <laughs> oh man. Oh, Dead Island is magical. <laughs> it's, it's so magic that it just somehow is held together by its own force of being is, broken. Is is that what is that kind of like what Dying Light is like? No, but the same people that made this <laughs> did that. It's not to that oh, level of being broken. It's just that like you have PTSD flashbacks of being like, I'm gonna hit this zombie in the face with a table leg. So you're hitting the face with a table leg, and all of a sudden, just like it's grabbing <coughs> into your face with like its hands, and it's just ah, little small things that like. Not game-breaking things like all of a sudden you fall to the floor and then you're just flying forever, but little things that is broken. Like, melee combat should be very visceral, in which it is. Like, whenever it actually works, when you hit a zombie in the face of the club and it's like, you see a slow-motion thing of, like, the skull getting caved in and it gets stunned, that feels amazing. But to the point whenever you're swinging and you hit it, then all of a sudden, like, it lunges at your face whenever you see it strike in the middle of the head. That's a little small thing, in short, but it just still doesn't make very much sense. And it's... It's just little small things, like, like like Jordan was just talking about, like, a glitch like that. Like, we were little kids, that would have just probably scared us or something like that. Or, you mean David. David. Dave. Hi, David. Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's just little things like that. Like, of course the game's good. Like, the parkour mechanics are really good unless, like, you get stuck on a wall and you can't fall off the wall. But besides that, yeah, it's fine. But it's just little small increments of being, building up little small tidbits of angry that make towards a tidal fall of hating Dead Island again. Well, I feel I feel the problem is uh, with games being released nowadays is, um, and not 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 all games, not all um, developers or whatever. Developers, the, the majority. Hashtag not all men. Hashtag not <laughs> the, all games. The the majority of uh, new games being released nowadays, I feel, are just being rushed out. Yes, they're not. They're trying to get them out to make money. They're not. They're not taking the time to polish them. They're not taking the time to make sure that on release date they're gonna work. Yes, because you know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard like 
I mean, GTA Five is one of them. David was saying Heroes of the Storm, which I experienced Heroes of the Storm too, so I understand that. But like, yeah, but what's it's still it's still in beta. It's still in beta. This is or alpha the, or whatever. This is but kind just, of the same state that gaming was in when the big gaming crash happened back way back in the day. Like people were just pushing titles out to make yeah. money, and then Nintendo waiting... had to come in and be created and start making their Nintendo seal no. of approval. Because games were so bad, people didn't trust them anymore. I'm going to be honest. I'm right now and waiting for the next E.T. Yeah. Phone home? Way back in, like, the... I think it was, like, 89 or something. Uh, I can't remember what developer, but they... um, It was right when... uh, I guess it wasn't 89. It was whenever E.T. was in theaters. (laughs) Um, I can't... I don't know the developer or anything, but they they, they were making an E.T. game. And they wanted to get it out before, like, before the holiday season. So they rushed it and rushed it and rushed it, and they released it, and it was a piece of shit, and, like, everybody bought it, and then everybody threw it out, and it pretty much killed gaming. Sonic Boom. (laughs) That game was bad. (laughs) Well, I think, I think 90% of people already do that. Yeah. When they buy a game, they say, this is shit, it's just... They still bought the 90% game. Of the, 90% of the shit is retail games, and they can't really get their money back. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you you won't get a full refund. You'll either get, like, store credit or, like... <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you say that, but what happens when it's games like Call of Duty that get released every year, and it's the same game people... every year? People are, people are still going to say it's shit, but they're still going to buy it. Yeah, but they're still going to play the game. Like you just said for Call of Duty, how many people even like how many people would go to that forum to see we're gonna talk about nobody's gonna buy this next Call of Duty because the last one was so shit. And then you talk about all this stuff, but how many people are actually gonna go, you know what, I heard about this movement online to do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it could it could work, but Yeah, but 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 at the same time, this goes back to one of our old conversations on on like episode one or two, where it's like uh brand loyalty and and developer loyalty it's like it doesn't matter how shitty the game is people are so focused on what they like and they're so like call of duty they release one every year people are going to keep buying it that's why they started releasing it once every year is because people will buy it and people will keep playing it yeah well yeah that, that's the thing but the, to, to be to be fair the thing with call of duty though and i will uh say i do respect this is that it's not going to be the same developer developing it. Developers every year they have they have a rotation of three. No, it's a rotation of three. It's three. They've been. This is this is the second year they've released one. It's a rotation of three. Sledgehammer Games <laughs> made this one. Uh, at Infinity Ward, what's remaining of Infinity Ward made the one yeah. before this. Yeah. Sledgehammer. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a rotation of the three companies. So I guess in a way it keeps it fresh, but in the end, I mean, it's still I'm not Call, a Call of Duty. Of Duty fa- yeah, I'm not a Call of Duty fan. So in the end to me it's still just Call of Duty. Yeah. You you can label it whatever you want. You can call it Advanced Warfare. It's still Call of Duty. <laughs> so. Oh. Shots fired again. <laughs> Damn it, Jordan. <laughs> Is sorry, uh, breaking the fourth wall. Is that what the fifty minutes was? Yeah. He had to pause. 50. Okay. Can cool. Again? No, I got it. All right. I guess. Can you use that? Does that work? 
You'll have to you'll have to uh, move yeah, some stuff, that, cut that it. But fifty minutes is the cutting point there. Uh, yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, people just heard you talking about sinking, so uh, you know, cut that. Part I don't out. cut shit out. Of, I don't cut shit out Ryan! of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, I'm just glad please. I can talk again because you guys were talking yeah, about no. games, and I had some points I want to make, and I just could not. I tried to help you, Jordan. Yes. I can name a lot of games that I'd recommend you yeah. play from last yeah. year. <laughs> 2014 David, you didn't ended like on Chief a weak collection? note, but a lot of people forgot there was a lot of good games that were announced. Yeah, there there was a lot of good games that came out last year. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that was that's the only game I'd recommend. Wolf Among Us. <laughs> Wolf Among I Us. I wouldn't recommend one. I'd recommend a bunch from last year. <laughs> Wolf Among Us. Like I'm just looking at a list of game releases. There's the Wolf Am- there's there's the Walking Dead season 2. There's uh Tales from the Borderland chapter 1. Uh there's GTA Octo 5. Dead, Dadley's uh, Catch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, I, I was going to say, watch what you say about Octodad, man. That uh, game's amazing. Jazz Punk I'm playing a little bit right now. Well, you can't just throw that on a person. Because people forget things yeah, that, that came that's out. that's going to take For some example, time For example, did you know Donkey it, like... Kong Country Tropical Freeze came out last year? Yeah, it was I awful. I did not play it, so it was I frozen. if it was good or not. Donkey Kong Country has lost a lot of the magic it had as... Uh, I'm just I'm just looking through, like... No nostalgia? Like, it's hard to believe that Titanfall came out last year. It feels a lot older. Oh, yeah, it did. Um, I remember they had Titanfall Tuesday. Can I bring um, up a point from earlier that I didn't get to bring up because of all this? No! Stuff that was no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sure. Go, Go ahead. Fine, Jordan. Do it. But, but when you guys were earlier, we were talking about way in the beginning, but when you guys were talking about Gearbox and all of this stuff like this and Borderlands, and I know David's going to be like, oh, peace, or whatever, but... If you guys heard about the $400 version of the new game that they're coming out with. Oh, the uh, Homefront one? The f- like the remaster? No? Oh, uh, no. No. They're coming out with a $400 version of... Uh, oh, the Handsome the Collection. Handsome. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about it. Is it $400? $400. I, I, knew, I, knew, I knew they were releasing uh, the Handsome Collection, but... You get a Claptrap and some other stuff, but the main thing is that... You actually get a full size cloud chop. It's about ye high and by fucking. It's four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. Did you just say is it new? Yeah, it does. Well, no, it just sits in your (laughs) and it's it's for the new consoles, right? It's like a real release for the new consoles. Yeah, it's basically a remastering of of Borderlands and then Borderlands Two. Just it's called the Handsome Collection. No, Borderlands One is with it too. uh, Not as far as I know. I just know that I'm pretty. I thought I saw that it was 1, 2 in the pre-sequel. I thought it was just uh, pre-sequel and 2 because it's called the Handsome Collection. So I thought that would be because the Handsome Jack as the thing. Uh, I don't know. I will... Yeah. I'm Googling. Google is a beautiful tool. <laughs> the internet is the best Go source Google. for all material. Uh, but I just... I, I was going to bring that up because I know you guys love Borderlands. And even uh, though I haven't even played 2, I know you guys would might want to hear about like... A $400 version where you can have your own claptrap running around your room and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah, no, it is only Borderlands 2 in the pre-sequel. I was I right! It was, I thought it was ha. 1, 2, and the pre-sequel. I was almost no. interested. But I guess that like would make sense being called Like, if they had updated the... graphics and stuff, that'd almost be interesting. Not for $400, but just, like, in general. 
Well, no, that's just like one version uh, of the Handsome Collection. There's a bunch of other versions. That's just like basically the legendary. That's edition. like the that, yeah. that's like the VIP like limited edition version. Yeah, but you run yeah. into the problem of but I don't want to pay season. money to play Borderlands Two again. Like, no offense, but that that game isn't even really that old. Like, it's not like I'm not going. Oh, I really want to replay that game. Like, I don't care if it's on True. the new system. It, I was saying earlier, and I didn't really get to go over it, but. Um, I really wanted to... I was grateful that Gearbox went over that they wanted to wait and make Borderlands 3 something new and exciting because with the pre-sequel, they were just doing the same old Borderlands thing. It was just more Borderlands. It wasn't really enjoyable. But if they went back to the drawing board and continued with something that feels Borderlands but has new stuff and something they've really thought out, that would actually be be pretty cool if it was meant for new consoles and not just, oh, it's more Borderlands. Wow, you were saying Borderlands isn't that old. Borderlands Two isn't that old, so I looked it up. It it got released in uh, yeah. Well, see, see, you have that. That's only. Th- I thought it was. I thought yeah, it was but way even older. Than so that. you I have that. It was only three years are you old. really going like? Oh, I really want to play more Borderlands Two. Like, I don't think anyone's really going like that. No one's thinking about that. But like, if if they go back to yeah. the drawing board and bring a really big budget, polished Borderlands Three, I think that would be absolutely amazing, and I really want to see that. But I don't want to just yeah. see more pre-sequel stuff. Well, the the other thing is, too, Borderlands also has a very specific style. So it's not like they're going to release the first two in the pre-rendered graphics and then go all, like, The Last of Us style for Borderlands oh, 3. If, like, if you look at the difference between... Dude, they, they need to release... They need to release every game with graphics like The Last of Us cuz that if game is fucking. Look at the difference beautiful. between Borderlands 1 and Borderlands 2. Borderlands 1 was about the mechanics and <coughs> making the gameplay work, whereas Borderlands 2 they really focused in making an interesting story in that universe. Everyone remembers the Borderlands yeah. 1 boss which was just terrible and was anticlimactic and yeah. you're like, "Well, this was a thing." <laughs> But then you look at Borderlands 2 and the whole experience, you know, like the story is much deeper. There's this villain that you really can invest in and hate and love at the same time. And the characters feel real. Handsome Jack was one of those villains. Handsome Jack was one of those villains that like, no matter who you talk to, it was like, yeah, he's the villain. But man, I love (laughs) Handsome Jack. He's awesome. Like (laughs) The freaking skull guy that you meet right at the beginning. Yeah, the Knuckles 2.0 or whatever. He was terrible. Yeah. The the rack thing. Oh well, I wasn't thinking about the expansion. Oh yeah, yeah the. Oh yeah. The, yeah, doctor, doctor, sh- something. <laughs> no, you started with <laughs> me and Cody. <laughs> we have gone over this many times. <laughs> well, they didn't change anything. Like there was a there was a leap, and then there's tales from the Borderlands, which brings back yeah, the there, story there element a... to it. Everybody keeps forgetting that Tales exactly. from the Borderlands like, Borderlands Like, the game. reason that Tales from the Borderlands is something <laughs> I'm excited about is because they're focusing on something different. They're looking at making improvements oh, versus yeah. pre-sequel, which is just more Borderlands. If 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 you buy Tales from the Borderlands looking <laughs> for an action game, don't buy it. Don't buy it. 
Because, I mean, it's a Telltale game, so you should automatically know that it's not going to be super action-oriented. But the thing with it is, it is is 100% about the story. I mean, yeah, there are parts in Tales where you have to, like, do some things. And you have to, like... There are action sequences where you have to hit buttons to dodge stuff and, like, to to do certain things. But in the end, it's 100% story-driven. It is all about the choices you make. It is all about the story. It is all about... How you decide to you know games, games that are all about story brings up some games that I've been playing recently, um, including the like one a- that I played most recently called Gone Home. Spoiler warning. Have any of you played that game before? No one? No. I've there I've was heard a the name, lot but I think of, it might there be was a I've lot of buzz talking about this game. it. Um and I picked it up the other day. I it had been one of those games that for a long time I've been going, I would probably really enjoy this if I played it, but I don't play a lot of games, so I just never did. And yesterday I was like, okay, screw it. I'm just gonna get this, and I bought it. And it was something that I've really enjoyed because the, it, it's hard to call it a game because it's, I think they describe it on the Steam page as a narrative experience or something like that, but they say right in the description of the game that there's no combat and no puzzle solving in this game, and there's a little bit of puzzle solving, but it's not, you don't play the game for the game mechanics, you play it because it's a deep story-driven game with no actual real characters in it. Because, like, mm-hmm. you, you're basically this one character that, without going into huge spoilers for it, gets home to this empty house, and you've been traveling abroad, and then you get back to this house, and it's completely deserted. And it's your journey of going through this house and discovering the story of what happened to your family that really defines the game as a game versus... And, and like, you're going through finding these scraps of paper, finding info about the house and what happened. And it's actually really enjoyable. I really liked it. But it's something that a lot of people didn't like because it's, it's not a gaming experience per se. It's just a game that you play through that is like a story which i love it's that sounds a little bit like uh the witch's it, house it's not that we did. yeah where there's where there's like a, a story i mean i mean granted you said this is just a playable story whereas the witch's yeah. house had it's it's more stuff, like it's more the like end, it's the stanley parable stanley yeah and and this is the kind of game that i really really love like i'm really weird with the games i like but i i posted a tweet the other day saying that with the stanley like i like games like the stanley parable portal the fall which is another game i recently played gone home where it's like going through and working through a really deep story where the game mechanics kind of come second except for portal because geez that's about the mechanics and the story but oh portal that that is one of those games where Portal. I still hate it, but it has a special place <laughs> in me now. In music? <laughs> is it bad that I haven't no. played Portal before? Ryan didn't play Portal until I forced him to. Like, I would... 
Man, I, I beat it. That's the like, best Gone part. Gone Home isn't a game that I go around telling people, you have to play Gone Home. It's such an experience. Because I know a lot of people just wouldn't enjoy it. Because you can technically beat that game. There's a speedrun of it where you beat the game in 47 seconds. If you know what you're doing. Oh, man. Because... It's just, it's Hi, an it open-ended experience where the developer kind of, like, just lets you loose on this house. And if you're not there to discover things, and you're just there to, like, try and go- get to the goal, it's not, like, you won't get the full impact of this game. You're, you're yeah, going yeah. through, and, like, there's parts that are narrated by your sister, Sam, who's, like, that's what the main story is basically about, discovering what happened with your sister. And then, at the same time, there's yeah. other parts where, like, if you look even deeper into it and pick up, like, basically, the whole game is just picking up objects. So you're going through this house, you see something on a shelf, you pick it up, and you can inspect it, and sometimes that will trigger little narrative things. And... Then through okay. that game, you you keep expecting like there there's a bunch of game mechanics they put in the game to tr- kind of like make you think it's a different type of game, but then they never follow them and it's basically just going through the story and figuring things out. I think I already spoiled a bit, so sorry if anyone wants to play Gone Home. I kind of just ruined the experience <laughs> a bit for you. I won't go any deeper, or else I'm gonna spoil more. That's why I was asking about spoilers in the beginning. Be because I, I would have felt really bad. Well, uh, yeah, that that's why I said it's all about can, that. Can, can, we, can, we put, like, can we put a I, spoiler again, warning spoilers. here? and then Because uh, I don't know if you guys... I don't think any of you guys would really be interested in playing it. I mean, I, I, I can edit it in a spoiler uh, warning. Sure. You want me to just sure. say spoiler warning? It, <laughs> yeah, because... Well, it's kind of hard to say. It's, it's kind well, of bad to say. Exactly. I just feel I'd feel really Spoiler bad warning. if someone wanted to play Gone Home and listened this far. Really? Oh, David, I don't know. I don't know if so you you'd make it there. Oh, okay. Oh, are you All about right. to eat, David? <laughs> Yo, Yo, I'm about, about to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, David. All right, bye, David. Get out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so good save, good save. <laughs> All right. Um, so, where are we so, at? So, okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I can put a spoiler warning yeah. in the game if you want. Gordon? Hello? Hello? I can't hear anyone. <laughs> Did David break it again? <laughs> Man. David uh, Bruin. Damn it! Damn yep. it, David! <laughs> he broke it again. Twice! David broke it again. He crashed the goddamn <laughs> Twice! twice. Damn he it, broke David. it twice. David, what? Crashed the fucking <laughs> Skype call. Skype. Uh, sponsor can't handle crashing. People leaving iTunes. a conversation. Hi, Skype. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my goodness! Actually, getting into real nice topics, and then David just right? has to break Skype. Oh, All right, so I'm just gonna go into talking about Gone Home for a bit, and spoiler warning. Yeah. Again, because I hope you went back and spoiler put it at alert. the beginning because I did kind of spoil stuff already. Because <laughs> a big part of the game mechanics, the the thing that the developers do is. Right at the beginning, you, you're getting into this house and there's lightning going on and it's raining. So it's already like kind of almost spooky atmosphere. And one thing that happens yes. with these type of games I find all the time is I love those kind of games, but I hate anything spooky or scary because I'm a wimp. So 
I love these types oh, of yeah. games, but oftentimes they are like partially a horror genre as well, which I can't stand. So, so at the beginning, it's all rainy and stuff, and I'm going through, and this house is the way they have it programmed is everything is on a timer for when sound effects happens. It's all random. So, like, you could be walking down a hall and open a door, and lightning could go off right as you open the door and freak you out, but it's not scripted. So, so you think hmm. it can be this really spooky game, but, like, you keep wondering to yourself, is this going to turn into, like... Because there's this this tone of you're going through and discovering this stuff about your sister. There's, like, all these audio dialogues about her... And then at the same time, you're also discovering that at, while she was hanging out and doing stuff in the house, there's this, uh, the house belonged to your uncle who kind of went crazy at some point. So you're wondering if this is going to turn into like kind of like a horror thing at some point as well, but it never does. But they keep that tension up by having that. And the only part of the game where this comes into play is like the whole time you're just like the kind of has a spooky men like kind of like uh feeling to it but then there's one point when you find this secret entrance somewhere in the house you walk in it and walk down the steps and there there's the only there's only one part of the game that they scripted like have scripted events happen it's you get to this creepy like Mm -hmm. kind of like passageway in the house and there's a light on and there's a like little cross at the bottom of the steps and you grab the cross and you look at it and as soon as you grab it they scripted the light to turn out and blow out and i was when i hit that point as soon as the light turned out i literally like exited out of the game terrified i'm like nope nope i can't do this i don't want this game but then the rest of the game it's not it's not like that so it was actually really nice that they kind of like they teased it but they never actually went for it. Whereas a lot of games in that genre Jeez. will like, it's, it's, oh, you're exploring and finding things out. Oh, and there's a ghost and it's going to chase you now, which I can't stand. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, I've really enjoyed that game as an experience. Cause I love, I love games where you're just like going through stuff and there's a really solid story and finding things out. And this was an awesome experience because of it. Okay. Gone home. Spoilers over. Oh yeah. I just wanted to get that out. <laughs> Spoiler alert over. <laughs> Fair enough. Quick thing before we move on from games with good stories. I picked up this game a long time ago, mostly because it was free a while ago, but I actually bought it before it was free, but it's Deus Ex Human Revolution. Yes. Have you guys ever heard of it, possibly? Isn't isn't Deus Ex, like, a I think really it was. old, old game? It's a really, really old game. I didn't yeah. ask for this. And then... Uh, but, like, they... Did they, re- did they remake it? Uh, they didn't remake it, from what I told from the story, because I have the quote-unquote director's cut, which comes with, like, I guess, story, and you can get commentary on it, too, but I didn't turn that on, because I just want to play the game through one time first. But, like, ah. they made two games, which was Deus Ex and then Deus Ex Machina, I'm pretty sure is what they were, and then they made Deus Ex Human Revolution about however many years later by a completely new studio, and so, like, well, actually, Eidos made, this, made the game still. Like, they made the first two, and they still had the IP. But they made a new studio to help make this one. And apparently this one is really, really, really based on story. But I don't know yet, because I'm in the middle of just one part, and I'm getting killed over and over. And it's not fun for that part. But this just seemed like Deus Ex. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, or if you guys have played it, or anything like that. But it just seemed within the same... Well, I've, I've heard about it. I haven't played it. Yeah. It just seemed in the same realm because it keeps making references to the original games, and I'm like, I don't know, this guy's a cop or something, and now he's a robot cop. He's 
he wants to eat. Um, <laughs> I, I posted a I tweet the other day saying, and a couple people favorited it, where I said, like, a lot of people will forgive bad story in a game, or at least, like, not fleshed out kind of, like crappy story in a game if it has good game mechanics so like if the game itself with the mechanically yeah. is solid for example although i hate to use it like call of duty right like the story can be predictable or just not great but like because the shooting is solid yeah. people will be like oh well i mean it's still a game that people play a lot because the shooting is solid the mechanics feel really good i'm the flip side for like I played The Fall recently, which is kind of like a puzzle slash story game, and the mechanics in that game are not that great. It's not that polished, but because the story is so interesting, I kept playing through the game and really enjoyed it because the story gripped me, even though the game mechanics weren't super great. And people seem to like yeah. that when I tweeted that, like. I'm the flip side of that, where I don't care if the mechanics aren't great, if the story's really good, that's what I prefer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's always those, it always seems that those are the two sides, that there's people of, like, of course, there's groups and all the different kinds of, like, oh, I prefer games and all this stuff more than stuff like this. But it always really does come down to, like, in a game, you have gameplay, hence the name, game. And then you also have story, which makes you actually keep playing the game. Because, say, like, this is one example I saw a long time ago, is that Super Smash Brothers and stuff like this, is that people always say that they would play a fighting game because they like fighting games, even if it was just no Smash at all. But if you think about it, it's really they like the characters and all that stuff like this. Because reference was made like, would you rather be playing Super Smash Brothers or would you rather the exact same game with no texture? Nothing at all like this. Nothing of the actual characters. And it's just the exact same character models, but nothing name. Like just wireframe like figures? This, but still... Yeah. That's what the thing. They actually showed a picture of wireframes of the textures. And like, which would you rather do? Except even in Smash, there's even an underlying story that not many people know about. How like Master Hand's been making up this plane and all this. Oh, I loved in Brawl where they had the subspace emissary mode where there was a huge cutscene story. I loved that because I love story in video games. And having Brawl with an interesting story at the same time was amazing. I'm so sad they didn't do it for the new game. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm. I have to agree with 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 Jordan on this point. Um, I'm, I'm a big sucker for games sucker. and story. That's again, I've brought this up multiple times on this podcast, but that's why I'm such a huge fan of Telltale. Woo. Um, but like, even even Telltale aside, um, I've brought up um, uh, The Last of Us. That's why The Last of Us is one of my absolute favorite games. Is because. The, the gameplay mechanics in it are just absolutely incredible, but the story behind it is, it's, it's there. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's one of those games where you can play, and it seems at first, like, the first, like, chunk of it just seems like a typical, uh, it's sort of infected post-apocalyptic world, but then they start introducing these characters to come in, and then they start really developing the story, and that's when everything you, sort of kicks off. Yeah, and so so you I know what game I'm going to play next, and I think uh, you might really like it, like it too, Ryan and Gordon, both of you. Um, is Life is Strange? Have you heard about it? Um, it's no, it's I have a not. episodic game that uh, is coming out right now. Oh wait. 
I think I've seen that. Is it on the Xbox? Is it an episodic interactive drama graphic adventure yes. video game developed by Don't Don't Note Entertainment yes. and published by Square Enix? The game's plot focuses on Maxi. Can you not spoil <laughs> the game Google. for me? No, but but like uh, the way they described it in the trailer was Gone Home meets Walking Dead meets uh oh let me just pull it up here but it was like three different games i'm like oh that could be really interesting well it, it seems pretty it's the game's plot focuses on maxine uh coalfield a photographer student who discovers that she has the ability to yeah so so the way they describe it is when gone home cool. meets the walking dead with time travel which actually sounds super awesome yeah. So it sounds it sounds like the Walking yeah. Dead meets Doctor Who. And then at the same time it's a very deep story <laughs> game as well. So I think that it would be I'm really excited that's going to be the next game I check out cuz it's like 5.49 for episode 1 and if you want to get the season pass which is the whole game it's 21.99. Wow, that got yeah, released it's pretty two new. days ago. <laughs> episode one yeah i really want to check it out because oh, wow. it it seems like right up my alley and i think you guys would like it too especially you ryan you said you said the you said the first yep. uh, episode is five well bucks. 549 i might have to check it out yeah i know yeah can you yeah buy, can i, you I buy, just like, said like you can't 549 like, for just the game or 21.99 for episodes one to five so all of them or or what you could do have to go is you can buy episode one at five forty nine, and then if you like it, you can get episodes two to five, the rest of the game for eighteen ninety nine. So they thought about that. I yeah, mean, right. You're, you're either all yeah, in, if you're or gonna go you're all just in. Stop. Yeah, you either buy one episode or you go all in. There's no <laughs> that like. Yeah, but it looks like something bullshit. that I'd really be interested in. So I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that sounds sick. It looks really good. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so for continuing on story, I just want to nerd out for a second. Um, I don't really have that much more information about it. I just haven't had a chance to go. I saw your tweet about it. I think I know what you're Um, about to talk about. (laughs) You probably, you've known me long enough. You were on another podcast with me, so you probably do. Um, so I found a new, uh, video about a certain game franchise that I'm absolutely in love with. Um, Persona? <laughs> possibly. Yes. <laughs> um, I found a new... Because um, at first it was all just uh, just teaser trailers. And um, it's it was about like... It was these five rows of chairs. It was a red background with black chairs. And the chairs were shackled. But I guess at a Japanese game conference... Um, they released uh, like a teaser video for it. So it was like I guess some kind of cutscene from the game, and it's brand new fucking characters, and they look <laughs> fucking awesome. Like it, it focuses on this one guy. I guess he's a has uh, like all the other Persona games. He's a he's a high school student, Arr. but he he like goes into the city, and all these people are just like walking around, <laughs> him. and then all of a sudden everything freezes, and this like giant black shadow comes out from like behind these buildings and just, like, stares Shadows down at him. Black I'm like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> It looks so good, man. It, like... Don't tell I, it's, it's one of those rare games that, like... I'm super I feel like it's full circle, because I think on one of the last Corecast episodes we did, we talked about the that red chair trailer, and now that I'm back on this episode as a guest, you're talking about the new trailer they released for it. <laughs> oh, man. 
One of these days, I'm gonna have <laughs> so to play it for Sony so like game. So good. If you like, it's it's. I've I've explained this before. It is very very yeah. very JRPG. But See, I'm this is my problem. Kind of All the games I um, like, which is like heavy story based games, ninety percent of them are mixed exactly. with genres I hate. I hate like turn-based strategy games and I hate horror games yeah. and both of those genres are usually well, paired with story-based games this this isn't really oh yeah no no game. like I'm talking about that Persona. one is more like a JRPG um, combat game right Japanese yeah it is it is it's, it's which I it don't like but I love the story <laughs> it is very much a dungeon caller it is very much a a turn based uh, grind to level your character. Oh man! Uh, type of game, but the story yeah. justifies it because specifically with Persona Four, um, not so much in number three, but number four, uh, the whole story behind it was uh, was a murder mystery. So there's this killer on the loose in this town who is killing a bunch of people by throwing them into the TV world. Uh, And they're being killed by their shadows in the TV world. Again, very (laughs) fucked up storyline. But like, so so (laughs) so there's there's five or six dungeons you have to actually get through. I think there's five, and if you get the true ending, there's a sixth. Oh, Um, yeah. There's a bunch of different endings you can get for it. Um, But if so, if you get the true ending, there's like the sixth dungeon that you beat where you really kill, like you go after the killer kind of thing. The TV. It was and, the TV um, the whole time. The TV's the killer. <laughs> but like, so so the dungeons, um, they get progressively longer and bigger and stuff. Like, <laughs> the first one starts off at I think ten floors, and then from there it progressively mm. gets longer and longer. But in between each, <laughs> in between each dungeon, there's this huge plot and story that they they add into there. So. The first time I played it, I didn't realize it was like that. So I ended up skipping a lot of it because I was like, fuck off. Like, because it's not, it's not verbalized storytelling. Yeah. It's, it's text-based. And I didn't want to just sit there and read it. So I'm like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> off. So I skipped a bunch of it. Then about halfway through, I started realizing how good the story actually was and how attached these characters I were. So I beat, the, I beat it. And then I went back and I re-beat it, really paying attention to the story. And that's what got me in love with the game. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like yes. there's a lot of games, like, good games with story-based stuff that I just, like, they just weren't in the forefront of what people were talking about. Because, like, just thinking now about games I want to still play, you've got now, like, this game, the 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 one that Life is Strange, and you've got um, uh, story-based games, the Telltale game with uh, Borderlands, the... Tales from the Borderlands. Game of Thrones. Um, well, if, if you like story, you should just straight up play any, yeah. any Telltale tale games. Well, besides the Lego <laughs> games. They just announced those, didn't they? <laughs> I, would, I would... I know you're a fan of Borderlands, Maybe. so I would absolutely recommend yeah. Borderlands to you first. But if you want a kick-ass story, yeah. uh, Walking The Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. The Walking Dead. It's That, in my opinion, is their best work ever. Because it is one of the only games that has legitimately made me tear up because of the story behind yeah. it. There's, so it's it's like a mixed like the thing with The Walking Dead is like he kept saying it was like really really deep, and so yeah. you keep delving your you yourself delve into the story deeper, and you connect more with the characters more than really any other game that I've played personally is that you can yeah. 
the the thing with the Borderlands one is it's still like those choices are still there and you still have to make the choices and it affects the other characters. But it in the end, it's still that Borderlands feel. So it's like the decisions you make don't affect the over. I mean, it affects the story, but it it doesn't go as deep as like The Walking Dead because The Walking Dead is this uh, tragic terrible post-apocalyptic everyone around you is dying at every minute kind of sense so it it, the the group you you have to interact with is much smaller like there's there's fewer people inside the game so the decisions you make affect everybody in the game instead of just the group you're with yeah and it just it makes you feel for the characters so much more and it makes you like the decisions you make i have made some decisions that game where immediately i'm like i shouldn't have done that Oh as soon as you see like someone so will remember yeah. that you're like mm. oh. yeah you're you're like oh fuck. I, I read like, that I uh, have done if that you skip the credits on one of their games like it'll say Telltale Games will remember that <laughs> yeah oh yeah amazing. oh yeah it does it does it's very funny <laughs> no but it's very um, funny oh I saw a really cool YouTube video series and if you guys if like anyone out there is interested in game creation at all there's this channel that makes a series called Extra Credits. Um, and they go over a bunch of stuff for game developers and the different things about video games and game theory and stuff like that. And one episode they talked about was creating choice in video games and how it usually works. And they use the Telltale Games as an example of how, like, you start off on, like, a linear path. The story starts out the same for everyone. And then as you make choices, yeah. there's kind of, like, a branching path like this... But then with the way that Telltale does it is that they're very clever in keeping it so it goes branches out. But at the same time, at the end, it all comes back together. No matter what choices you make, you still get yeah. solid in. But yeah. you feel as yeah. a player that you've empowered it and changed it in some way. Even if it's as small as like yeah. you take the hat off someone so that in the next cutscene they don't have the hat. You feel very empowered versus yeah. just like the story of, oh, if you shoot this guy or don't shoot this guy. It's like whether or not you shoot him, it doesn't really matter in the end. Well, the thing the thing that's cool about uh, the Telltale games as well, and I, I personally love this, is as you said, like they they make it seem like every choice you make, you're affecting the story, and it's like you're even on this if ninety percent of the time, no matter that, like, what you choose, is going to be the yeah, same thing. The but, couple of times where it does make a difference makes you feel yeah, that every choice you make is important. But, oh yeah. But the cool thing about Telltale is at the end, they have stats about how many other people yeah. made those same decisions. So by the time the episode ends, you're like, holy fuck, like, I feel like an asshole for making some of those <laughs> decisions. And then you'll read something and you're like, oh, me and 87% of people are assholes. Okay, I'm, I feel better about that. <laughs> so, I don't know, it, it's cool. Um, so, we, we, we okay. gotta wrap up. Bye. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yo, I, we, uh, I I sort of let this podcast go on way longer than it should have, just because we were having such good conversations. <laughs> when David wasn't crashing the call and I wasn't dropping my microphone, it was oh, a good conversation. Jesus, Gordon, you and I were perfect this Don't podcast. Don't change. Yeah, uh, as always. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jordan, uh, thank you hey, for Hey, thanks for having for me, guys. I, I yes. like talking about games when I've actually um, played them recently. Games. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you guys want to go follow Jordan, his Twitter. Uh, it's actually at Jordan Teeth. I hate <laughs> you so much. <laughs> if you Twitter could all report JT for spam and go 
And I was gonna say, go to the at JTeeth account and report him and get Jordan the JTeeth account. That uh, he deserves. <laughs> he deserves the JTeeth account. Um, but yeah, so thank you, Jordan. Thank for, you for, for having me, guys. Uh, it yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, Thank oh. you for thanks oh. everyone for listening. Yeah, quick thing. Uh, uh, Ryan. Hopefully, we'll be on. iTunes. I'll actually listen yeah, to you guys then. Ryan. And if you're li- and if you're listening to this on iTunes, and hey, we made yeah, it on iTunes. <laughs> Ryan, yeah, two things. One, okay. one. Guess what? I'm getting built soon. Or gaming PC right now. Your PC. I didn't even know, PC. but I knew. He's yeah. been tweeting about How it for a while. This? He's joining PC Master Race. No, I'm not joining. I'm just getting there, and I'm gonna be like, huh, <laughs> I have one. <laughs> you okay, and two. And two. Who won the Super Bowl? All right, thank you for joining me. <laughs> uh, this has been the Boarding Game Podcast. Uh, see you all next time. Go Pats! We'll go America! <laughs> Fuck you, Gordon. Love you, baby. Yo, I'm gonna go eat. <laughs> <laughs>